A Gay and a Non-Gay is a podcast from James Barr and Dan Hudson. They're like a lovely little couple, except they're not. Can you turn that off, please? No, we're number one. Slipknot's number one. I don't want to listen to that while I'm getting ready for the show. It's, it's, it's number one in the UK. First metal album to be number one uh, since 2015. It's not really my vibe. I want to listen to, like, Little Mix before I go on stage. Are they number one in the, in the UK chart? I don't care. Well, you should care. Why? Who the hell is Slipknot? All you, need, all you need to know is that they're number one in the UK. And the, this is a big deal for the metal community, James. The metal community? Yes, the metal community. Well, what is the metal community? Well, what do you think it is? It's the community of people who listen to metal. By saying community, you're kind of taking away some of the spotlight from the LGBT community. Well, that's your problem, isn't it? No, I feel like you're taking the piss out of my community by saying that the, there's a metal community. Well, you, know, you don't have... The LGBT community doesn't have ownership of the word community. Oh, right, so do you go to Metal Pride? Yeah, it's called Download Festival. Right, are you ready? Ladies and gentlemen, gays, non-gays, and everyone in between, welcome to a gay and a non-gay live from the Edinburgh Fringe Festival 2019. Welcome to a gay and a non-gay. Hello, Edinburgh. Yeah, welcome to Again and On Gay Live from Edinburgh. This is our second episode at the Edinburgh Fringe Festival 2019. Yes, it is. Um, we did. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> so yeah, on uh, on the, the last episode of Again and On Gay Live from Edinburgh, we had the amazing Jack Rook. And we had an Alex from Radio 1's Unexpected Fluids. And tonight we're welcoming Jenna Friedman on the show. <laughs> Jenna is amazing and we're super excited. And we're releasing uh, all of our nine episodes for you at home, which is really exciting. Yes. Um, do, you know what Jennifer, do you know what Jenna Friedman calls her fans? No, what? I'm not making this up. She, she calls them genocides. <laughs> <laughs> No, she doesn't. You ask her. That is hilarious. Is that okay? I mean, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's not me making the joke that she does. That's is that not me. okay? No. Oh, okay, right. Can... Cancel Jenna. You, you... Yeah, she's cancelled. Um, thanks for coming, guys. <laughs> um, anyway, baby girls, uh, I saw something on Twitter today that has really shook me that I want to share with everyone. God, you guys are so much rowdier than last night. And last night was a Saturday. I can't... What's going on? It's a bit more loose tonight, isn't it? You work. You don't work. Oh, yay! Um. Woo! Should we say hi to people here? Should we say hello to Yeah, everyone? yeah, yeah. Okay, so do we have any gay people? Yeah. Do we have any LGBTQ people? Yeah. I mean, you're, if you're gay... Well, that's you're all of the... <laughs> you're all that. Yeah, that's all of the above. Do we have any non-gays? Oh, there's quite a lot of non-gays, isn't there? Well, I think I'll go home. <laughs> Do we have any single gays? Yeah. 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 Oh, straight in there. <laughs> Woo! Snap, snap. Um, and are you all unemployed? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for wingmanning me, Dan. Thank you for wingmanning me. I need a man with money. <laughs> um, yeah, so I saw this guy on Twitter today that really pissed me off. I mean, it happens all the time. And um, he's called James McCoy Taylor. And... I'm just gonna I'm just gonna play you the video I think because it's hilarious I think it's so funny. <laughs> What's up everybody? Happy Friday! Uh, a lot of you guys got bit out of shape about a tweet I did the other day, uh, just really voicing my disapproval for teaching LGBTQ history in the state of Illinois, and I stand by that. And it's a numbers thing, not a hate thing, like I said. But 
course, y'all don't want to hear that. Uh, the numbers thing is only 5% actually less identifies LGBTQ in the United States. How about our women? 51% are women in the United States. What all have they been through? They couldn't even vote that long ago. I just think, yes, sure, we talk a little bit about them in our curriculum, but not enough. How about our African-Americans here? 14%. Uh, what have they been through? We have one month. It's just not enough. Um, how about our uh, Hispanics here? Uh, I'm in Texas. This is a big thing. We have 20%. What, what have they been through? What about our Asian Americans? About 7%. Uh, Japanese Americans, can we talk about what they went through right after Pearl Harbor, what we did to them in America? 7%, still more than LGBTQ, right? So it's just amazing to me uh, how people don't understand. It's just a prioritization thing. And sometimes the world does not revolve around you. I know our LGBTQ community is very loud, but there's other people who there's more of them. And uh, I just think we should talk about them first. Just kind of makes sense to me. It's not a hate thing. Um, if we had unlimited time and resources, sure, whatever. But uh, I just think, um, yeah, that's that's my stance. Um, anyway, hope you'll have a great day. Have a great day. Uh, let's all remember to watch out for other people first. Who is this guy? He's a singer in Illinois, but, I mean, it's hilarious. It's, it's not a hate thing. It's a priority thing. What'd you say? Block him? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I just think it's funny. I, I was really conflicted watching that because I felt as though he had a point but then he's getting it really wrong you know he's basically saying like everyone should love everyone but there's other people so stop making so much noise if you're gay but like i want to make a lot of noise because gay people get killed and commit suicide because of shame and stuff um but yeah what a douchebag you know and the world doesn't need another straight guy just mouthing off about women's rights (laughs) it's so i can't even articulate how bizarre that is like, who's making this list and who's, in, who's enforcing it? And at what point does somebody decide, right, we've talked about this lot <laughs> enough. We're now going to be on the next. It's so weird. Like, I don't, I don't understand. And, yeah, why? he's so cheerful about it. Like, he's like, yeah, man, I've just got a new single out or something. Do you Have know a great mean? day, everybody. What so, I'm worried about, though, it? is his misrepresentation of metal music fans. <laughs> so, like, where... <laughs> Where are the metal music fans in that list? Like, apparently you make up a minority as well. You have your own community, you were just saying. <laughs> so what, where are the metal fans at? If 5% of Americans are LGBTQ+, what about the... It's quite hard to, to work it out, but I kind of, I've tried to work it out based on sales, album sales of some key <laughs> bands. So Metallica are like, it's about 125 million albums sold. Pretty good. Side note, Iron Maiden, 100 million. Slipknot is about 30 million. Add that together, that's about 250 million. Um, well, Kinsey said that 10% of the male population are gay. So that's like 400 million gay men around the world. So that definitely beats the metal community, doesn't it? Yeah, so it means that metal fans are an even bigger minority than LGBT people. I know. <laughs> Based on the, the numbers don't lie. I know you're campaigning for metal pride, but I really... <laughs> I just don't think it's going to catch on. <laughs> Dan had a go at me about this earlier because I retweet this guy um, with a side eye. And You do this all the time, actually. It really does wind me up. James is one of these classic people that will retweet something and go, oh, isn't this bad? Yeah, it's bad. So why are you fucking retweeting it to all your followers and thus increasing the numbers that see it? Well, that's really difficult because you want to tell people how stupid someone is sometimes, don't you? But that might be wrong. I suppose you shouldn't tell people they're stupid. But I don't know. I guess I saw it and thought, oh, God, I roll... People need to know this is wrong. But that does give them more uh, power because you've suddenly given them a voice 
and they've gone viral. But so you're spreading. Are you, are that. you meant to just not say something if someone attacks you? Did you say yes? Someone just said ignore it and they'll go away. You can't just ignore everything. You're so Catholic. It's so, you're so Catholic. Catholic. I don't get that. <laughs> Hang on. Praise be. D- d- despite my A star in RE at GCSE, I don't, I don't get that reference. Aren't Catholics just really lovely? Yeah. Turn the other cheek, babe. Oh, right. Okay. I, I, I jumped to something else. <laughs> what did you jump to? <laughs> it's really quite complex. I thought because the Roman Catholic Church historically are uh, opposed to birth control... I thought, I was kind of thinking it was something to do with getting pregnant and, and, and ignoring it and hoping you... It... <laughs> I, I don't know. Because to be fair, turning the other cheek isn't a Catholic thing, is it? It's a, it's a Christian thing. Can I just ask, who here has heard our podcast before? Yeah. Okay, right. So the rest of you are like, what? Who is this? <laughs> this is what I have to deal with on a daily basis. On a daily basis. Um, I also think it's quite funny because that guy sort of looks a bit like you. Did anyone else notice that? <laughs> he kind of looks a bit like you, doesn't he? Does he look more like me than Jamie Dornan? I would say he looked more like you than Jamie Dornan, the hottest guy in the world, yes. Um, right, so when we do our podcast live, we like to do a thing called... Um, we like to give Dan a safe space because, you know, sometimes now in the world, men, straight men, straight white men, they just can't say the things they used to say anymore because we just jump up and retweet them and side-eye them. Um, <laughs> So we like to give Dan, the non-gay, a bit of a safe space to just be himself. And no one in the room is allowed to be offended. Is that okay? Do we all agree? This is his time, okay? No, because they've had it hard. They've had it hard. Um, so it's Your time... mum had it hard. <laughs> what was that? I'm a Metallica-phobic. You're Metallica-phobic. You're scared of Metallica. I am too. (laughs) There's a treat for you coming up in the show. Um, Here we go. Uh, It's time for Things Dan Can't Say. (laughs) Things that Dan cannot say. Things that Dan cannot say. He's on the wrong track, baby. Things that Dan cannot say. Things that Dan cannot say. Things that Dan cannot say. He's on the wrong track, baby. Things that Dan cannot say. Now remember, no one is allowed to be offended. <laughs> bit of a bit of a textbook things Dan can't say tonight, actually. Okay. Uh, based on events that have happened today, actually. Right. Um, I was supposed to meet James <laughs> today at what time were we supposed to meet? Um, One p.m. And what and what time did we meet? Half past seven. <laughs> <laughs> so today's things Dan can't say is. It's okay, no one's going to be upset. No one's going to be offended or say that you're generalising or call you a hate crime. Why are gay people always late? (laughs) Why are gay people always late? Are we always late, though? No. Well, everyone here, I guess, isn't, because they were all here on time. Exactly, and I was here on time. (laughs) So Just... Yeah, just <laughs> literally exhibit A. I'm, I'm standing there, standing backstage with two pints and two <laughs> two mics. I was doing my hair. Yeah, I mean, I good for me, right? I don't know. I mean, I don't think we're always late, but I guess I am. I don't know. I'm late for you a lot. Yeah, I'm not. I suppose I haven't. Prior, I haven't prioritized you. Maybe that's it. Right. I'm just being honest. Okay, I'm not. 
I'm not being funny or trying for a joke here. I'm just saying the truth. I think I know that you're going to be there. You're not going to go anywhere. So, <laughs> so I don't need to worry. But I, I don't know. A, a gay people always late for you in general, like other gay people as well. Is it just me? It's, a, it's mainly you that I'm waiting around for a lot of the time. Right. Like today for six and a half hours. <laughs> well, I know, again, you know, this is your safe space to say what you want, but you can't just call, throw all gay people under the bus because I'm late. Well, tell me if I'm wrong, then. Well, no, I, mean, I think we are late a lot. Because <laughs> there's this thing, isn't there, called Gay Man's Time that you've talked about. GMT. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that, look, some stereotypes are stereotypes for a reason. We're in aren't GM summertime right now. <laughs> so we're even more late. Because we're trying to get our outfit choices right to look cute in the summer. It's a lot of effort. <laughs> it's particularly bad with you because I really, I do, I'm really early. And if I'm ever late, James, like, hits the roof. And, and the only reason I'm late is because I'm anticipating him being late. So I'm... Ju- I'm... Well, I mean, how dare you be late for me? <laughs> <laughs> I'm fabulous. I think in answer to your question, why are gay people always late, I think we have a lot of pressure to look great. Right. And you, I mean, you don't even put hair product in your hair. You don't have any product in your hair right now. I mean, I have four products in my hair today. Four. You know how much admin that is? That's a lot of admin. Is that because you... I need to coordinate socks with outfits, and I have to think about what underwear I'm wearing because of where I'm going to be. you got four products? I don't... Because I'm using... Did someone spaff in your hair? (laughs) No. Why would you jump to that conclusion? Because I honestly don't know what, like... Why we need four products yeah. in there. I, you, I don't oh even know God. that there are four different kinds of you need to, No, because you need to like make sure that it, you don't have split ends. So you've got to put a good conditioner in there or then like a serum after washing it so that it feels like I don't actually alive. know. I know it's and then the... you, I'm, I'm explaining to you if you won't speak over me. Well, <laughs> um, and then after that, I will put in like another anti-frizz like frizz serum that's like more like a kind of wax... And then after that, I'll use like a powder, like a thickening powder, to just like zhuzh it up a bit. And then after that, I'll use a hairspray. Right, okay. Happy now? Yeah, I guess That's so. why I'm late. That's things Dan can't say, everybody! <laughs> things that Dan cannot say, things that Dan cannot say. He's on the wrong track, baby. Things that Dan cannot say, things that Dan cannot say. All right, same time tomorrow for another Things Dan Can't Say. <laughs> See you um, then. Are you guys ready for our special guest this evening? Yeah! Um, I'm super excited about this woman. Oh, my God. She's an amazing comedian. She's doing a show at 9.30 every night uh, here at The Fringe. But most importantly, she's from New Jersey, which, as we all know, is the home of Bruce Springsteen. Please welcome <laughs> Jenna Freeman. How you doing? It's not triggering. Sorry about the aggressive metal music as you came in then. Do you, do you actually think Bruce Springsteen is metal? I had no idea. Um, Have you ever met Bruce Springsteen? I have. Have you? Yeah, I actually, so uh, I'm no longer at The Daily Show. I left in 2015. I'm comedian. I'm like so delirious right now because I've just been going this festival. Anyway. Um, <laughs> right. So if I faint or fall, it's I, on purpose because I'm, I'm a very physical comedian. Yeah. When you were talking earlier on a side note about how to deal with trolls. Right. You have to not give them oxygen. This is a real thing. There are a lot of trolls now. There are a lot of comedians who like say they're bastions of free speech, but they're like alt-right trolls. 
And what we actually have to do is like deplatform people and ignore them and try to push them back underground. Because even there are studies that show that even if like you cover white supremacy or something, an ideology in like an quote unquote unbiased way, even just putting it on paper or like putting it out there, you're recruiting more people. And we don't have enough information on how to de-radicalize people, but it's a big problem we're going to have to deal with. <laughs> I'm going to delete my retweet. Jenna, thank you for making that so clear and obvious. No, it's not obvious. I mean, I've been babbling them forever, but I'm just, like, learning. No, I think you're right. But then I worry sometimes by ignoring them, you're not giving, you're not showing people how wrong these people are. But then actually that's probably, in a way, without... You're giving, you're, you're suffocating them. Right. Yeah, you and have actually, to. Actually, if I guess we're going we're probably going to get into politics a little bit so in our chat. We don't chat. have to. We can talk about <laughs> dick or whatever. <laughs> we can talk about dick too or dicks. If um dictators, yeah. In the, in terms of like Donald Trump, if the media maybe hadn't if we hadn't laughed at him so much, you think that would not have happened. Yeah, and the apprentice, I talked to a lot of women who supported him and a lot of them were just like, "Oh, I saw him on the apprentice. I trusted him." You know, like it was a lot about just seeing him on TV and kind of seeing like the Monopoly man and just like thinking that he would be good because like our values are misaligned and we're like not educated. And I don't know if you guys ever saw the movie Us, Jordan Peele's movie. It was so good and so scary. And I thought it was like a really interesting metaphor for like if you leave people, like if you leave people in the shadows, they'll come back to kill you. <laughs> well, it is like, you know, there's total like racism and all this horrible shit. But at the same time, it's also like. You know, like the it's the same thing with Brexit. It's like people are just like angry and they'd rather just like torch the country than like live in it. Yeah. So do you feel I wanted to ask you this because you're over here, you're kind of away from America. Do you feel like you're having a bit of a breath here? Like is it yeah, it's or is just Brexit just as alarming? No, it's so nice to be somewhere I'm twenty five times less likely to get shot. <laughs> uh, I know. I'm afraid to even say it out loud, but every single American right now is so traumatized. We're just traumatized. It's so scary. Anyway, is this a comedy podcast? What's happening? <laughs> it, it really does go from one extreme to the other. Good. <laughs> yeah. I Thanks for having me. Very no, quickly. well, you're so welcome. We wanted to talk to you about some like real stuff because we haven't had a chance to really dive in on what's happening for LGBT people in America oh either. Oh my god. Not there. And it's kind of scary. It is scary. Um, How do you identify, Jenna? I don't know. I, I'm from a generation where we didn't have any choice. So like I. I'm dating a man who's very, he's, he's kind of more feminine. I'm the more masculine, mm. you know, but we're both in our late 30s. So it's like you're either gay or straight. You don't have like, you're, non-binary wasn't like an option for us. You're kind of like a Christine in the Queens, though, I think, ready to come out of the closet. Thank you. She's I mean, amazing. I totally like men, but thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take it. So for LGBT people in America, obviously Trump is, is really scary. Like, what is the, the number one thing, apart from giving trolls, not giving trolls oxygen, what's one of the things we can do here in the UK to make it better for people? I think there? everybody all over the world vote in every election you can all the time. Because social media, I don't know if you, there was a documentary called The Great Hack on Netflix that really spells out just how like inform like information warfare is uh suppressing votes and they're they're using Facebook and like psychological warfare to target people that they deem persuadable and they're getting them to not vote. So the one thing that we can do and I don't know if it'll work at this point because I don't know if our election will be like free and fair, but the one thing every single person can do and you make your friends vote. If a friend of yours is like I'm not voting or they're like lazy, you have to shame them into voting because at this point all over the world like we just we have to vote. Unless they're like voting for like Trump or leave, then just <laughs> just uh, vote early and take them out of town. <laughs> um, what do you think of Mayor Pete? 
I like Mayor Pete. I really. I, I expect it. I like them all. I, I don't want to criticize anyone. My personal favorite of all of them is Elizabeth Warren. Yeah. Um, just because I think she'll be the best man for the job. <laughs> <laughs> and we should just start calling her a man so she has a fighting chance. <laughs> well, what do you think of men in general? I, I, get I a love lot, men. I get a lot of hate from. Really, <laughs> from I'm so sleep deprived and wearing all black. I love men. Yeah. Honestly, and I have jokes about it that I don't need to perform for you guys right now. But I, I really do love men. I mean, even growing up, all my like really good friends are guys, and I just my best friend is a man. Your boyfriend's a man. My boyfriend is almost a man. Yeah, I love. <laughs> he's coming in at like 6 a.m. He's gonna visit me here. But I, I, I love, I love men, and I feel, I do feel bad because it's like. And I do talk about this in my show, but, you know, like, men are, like, so good at killing women, but, like, we still live longer. Like, they <laughs> have a lot of, like, psychic pain and, like, die of heart disease and kill each other. And it's just, like, I, I want men to feel, like, happy and safe and not, like, violent and not angry and, you know, and not have to be men. I think, I honestly think we'll achieve equality uh, definitely when the robot overlords come. But, like, if we could just take gender off the table. I completely agree. I hate gender so much. I mean, I it's it it like, it's so distracting. Many rules yeah. And ceilings in for everyone. And yeah. even for men. We were talking about this yesterday with that whole stat about recycling and how <laughs> some straight men are afraid to recycle because they don't want to be look... pussy recycler. Because yeah, they look like basically. they're gay. Recycling is gay. Apparently. How crazy is that? <laughs> well, it's interesting. We did a piece of The Daily Show where like, our takeaway was like, voting makes you gay just to try to suppress Republican votes. Right. Just like. <laughs> That's a really a great piece of work there. Thank you. <laughs> um, Dan was saying yesterday he like he's afraid to drink like a rosé in case. Did you say that? I or, actually or wasn't that saying that change? at all. I said the opposite of that. Uh, when this recycling is gay thing happened, mm. and James sent me the link, and I thought. I completely get why that article exists and why that's the headline. I don't think that recycling is gay, but <laughs> I do. I, I like to carry a keep cup and a tote bag and all that kind of stuff. Well aware that other people probably think that that's gay. Do you think that the article is just clickbait to try to like divide us more and get clicks? Ooh. <laughs> do you know what I mean though because it's like like they're just putting ideas out there that they want us to click on because that's, that's the business model but do you now. not think I think that is a completely believable story so, so many stories so I do when it I was wa a BBC thing as well so I do really yeah I'm so distrustful of those kinds of stories, though, because I remember when I was a field producer, we would, like, look up stories to do pieces on, and they would be, like, in the New York Times. Like, there was this one piece in the New York Times about how, like, zoos are having a hard time talking about global warming because uh, it's so politicized. Like, some zoo in the South was like, we can't talk about climate change because everybody gets upset. And that's a funny piece. And so we, like, made some calls, and you're like... And this was in the New York Times, which is, like, our guardian. And... And then you just made some calls and you're like, oh, this isn't actually real. Yeah. And they're just trying to get clicks. And maybe it's like one anecdote or like one thing. But it's like that is a level of like media literacy that we all need going into the future because there's so much there's so many competing forces trying to grab our attention and our eyeballs and trying to make money off of like us going crazy that we have to be really smart about what we take in. That's even been happening this weekend with this palaver in Portland. Palaver. <laughs> What is palaver? Oh, it's, it's, it's a British word for like 
Yeah, I would use that word if I Protest? was having a birthday party. No. <laughs> uh, if I was having like a birthday party and it was windy and the, and the trellis table was like blowing off, I'd be like, oh, what a palaver. What? Did you guys just make this up? I feel like I'm too far away from you and I, I know that I'm I read as ice cold, but I, I'm actually a warm... <laughs> I have so much love to give. You have a lot of love. What's the American equivalent of a palaver? I would just say it was a mess. Um, hullabaloo, yeah, it was the right hullabaloo. 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 In a... Yeah, that's true. Actually, that's probably what that was. Just means. a guy in the corner being like hullabaloo. <laughs> <laughs> hullabaloo. I'm like, all right, I don't know. Okay. Are you are you also American? Canadian. Canadian. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I'm. I don't. I don't mean it like that. I, no, no. Clusterfuck. I, I... I've Dan has literally insulted a Canadian person. <laughs> no, I, I just think it's really... It's like a faux pas, isn't it, to say to someone who's Canadian, are you American? No yes. one cares. It is, isn't they it? don't care. Yeah. Doesn't have a gun. Canadians are just, like, cool Good and for kind. You. Good for you. We don't, we've never had a war with them yet, right? Year, years ago? I'm really young. Okay. <laughs> I don't know about Canadian history. It's like, what? All right. Anyway, this palaver um, slash hullabaloo in Portland, um, it's the whole thing between these fascists and the anti-fascists. And there's, yeah, there's been loads of fake news so and fake photos. And... Yeah, the thing that is crazy is like the term Antifa because it literally just means anti-fascist. And they're like Fox News, which is just a propaganda valve from, that has started like in 1995, just talks about Antifa like they're actually a thing. And I don't, I mean, I think some people from like the Occupy Wall Street movement have like gone out to fight legit Nazis, but it's like calling them like no Nazis or something like no Nazis or like not Nazis like Antifa is a crazy term to me and I don't know how it's even taken hold and so yeah is it like yeah. your version of snowflake like we get called snowflakes if we no Antifa literally means anti-fascist anti-Nazi so the fact that they even have a term called Antifa and they're like throwing it around like it's a bad thing like that's where we are where it's like anti-fascist is a bad thing like it's crazy wow so yeah. they've, the, they've put a label on it to sort of make like it more... Like a fake label. That, like, that, I can't ever get that joke to work, and you didn't work like it either, but not not Nazis or something. Like, <laughs> not Nazis. <laughs> not Naz. But here's a joke. So the, <laughs> the people on the other side of this palaver in Portland, do you know what they're called? What, yeah, the, the Proud Boys. The, they're called the Proud Boys. I mean, that's they're the just... gayest thing I've ever heard. Yeah, no, I know. And they know it's... Well, look, okay, I know we're laughing, but here's the thing, like... So the it all started kind of like with irony and comedy on the internet. I have this theory that like, you know, like Trump kind of started as a joke. There's like f all the alt-right sites online. I didn't want to like name them, but like the gamer game, all that shit. It's like a lot of like disaffected young guys and they're like angry and like the PC culture feels like limiting. So they're online with no rules and they're like the social media sites and the algorithms are kind of pointing them to stay online. Like if you go on the YouTube pushes you to conspiracy theories so you'll stay on YouTube. Just they're doing this for money. So they're keeping you online and then you find these weird message boards. Like you, you click on some kind of like uh, Richard Dawkins or something and then you just kind of get, you just end up like then Jordan Peterson and, and then you just kind of get pushed to this like kind of conspiracy like edge of the internet. And I think like the, the, the cachet or the, uh, the currency. Okay. The currency there is like, can you out edge this guy? It's like edge lord. It's like, can you be funnier than this person? And because like the mainstream now is like politically correct, the funniest thing to do online is just be like a total monster. And they're doing it ironically at first, and then they get pushed that way for real. And it's 
it's happening. So I think that that's like, it all starts with the comedy. So Proud Boys, it's like, yeah, it's like comedic and ironic. And it's like, we laugh because it's like, they're like but it's like, no, no, no. Like, I don't know. I, I have a show on Adult Swim and I'm actually trying to like do the same thing, but on the other side, like I'm trying to do be like progressive, but like a G on that side, just because like, we need to just like give young, angry kids like another option for comedy that isn't Nazis. Does that sound crazy? I'm I'm a little delirious. Did I make sense? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 yeah totally. I think I think it all has to do with like kids trying to be cool and funny and that's just like the way that it happened in the past like since like 2014. Yeah. The internet has kind of ruined everything recently, hasn't it? And then you cite things like the Arab Spring but then like look at like Egypt now and you're like, "Oh, no. The internet's kind of And also the social media companies know how to change it. Like they know how to make they know how to get the Nazis off and they're not. Like Jack on Twitter, he knows how to not make Twitter the most toxic place. And they and they also want this. Like, I sound like a psychopath, but they want the fascism. I mean, they'll make so much more money. Like, yeah, it's And they can insulate it? themselves. It's it's not just capitalism. It's like unfettered late stage, right? like kleptocratic capitalism. Yeah. I have no idea what any of those words are, but well, I, I wish I did. Because, no, I'm sorry. No, I agree that this is a problem. I'm I think it's really interesting. I'm I, fun, I will... you guys. I'm fun. I'm like the fun <laughs> ant. <laughs> But we need to hear this. It's so important. It's so important. Like, someone just said something now, and it's true. Right? Well, like, there's no, um, like, the internet companies aren't, like, publishers or something. They're right. not beholden. Like, I'm, so, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sitting like a, sorry, I don't know. I don't know what's <laughs> happening. But the, yeah, no, there's no, there, there are too many voices, so the loudest, most shocking voices get pushed to the top, and the algorithms want us to be angry to stay online. They want you yeah. writing angry messages on Facebook with I, a person you don't even know. And you know what's so weird? Like in this country, we have really strict laws uh, on what's broadcast on television or the radio through Ofcom. And uh, they have no control over what is being said on Facebook. But way more millions of people are looking at Facebook than are listening to. And Facebook's a radio incited genocides and stuff. Yeah. And it's insane to me that they have just ignored that and not done anything about it. And, yeah, and, and, and to be fair though, the government, the American government, aren't doing anything to make them. No, there's no one holding people accountable, and that's why we like. If any Americans are listening, like, please, please vote. And everyone's political. I mean, you might not be political, but your friend could get shot in a mall, and that's political. So it's like we can't afford to not vote. That's my only message in all this noise. Are you guys gonna vote? Yeah. <laughs> and you're gonna like make fun of your friends who like don't vote and make them vote. Thing. Oh, also, okay, one other little thing about this. Something else that public shaming actually really does work. Nonviolent <laughs> pu- public shaming. But, like, guys, if, like, you're online and, like, a girl or just anyone's being trolled and you have a minute if you want. And, like, you know, I think women just get a lot more shit piled on them on the Internet. So I'm, I'm talking specifically to the guys, but gender is a social construct. So if you're somebody who has time and a thick skin and you see somebody being trolled, just kind of make fun of the troll and be like, oh, man, you don't get the humor. You don't get the comedy. And they will retreat. That's, like, one thing I've noticed. They don't want to seem like snowflakes, even though they're the biggest snowflakes, and they don't want to be, like, unfunny. They don't want to be, like, not in on the joke. It's really weird. So just call them unfunny. Just be like, you're that satire. You don't get it. Oh, I mean, that's what... Do that when they troll me, because <laughs> that's what <laughs> happens. I get trolled sometimes, and then, like, some fans or friends of mine will just be like, she's being satirical you don't get it and they're like no you're no you don't get it and they just like retreat <laughs> so your song uh, your show your show is on at 9 20 p.m every yeah. single night at the fringe at assembly george square so please check jenna friedman out and you just got um one of the jokes of the fringe hooray 
What? Wait, you didn't know that? Do you not know that? What does that mean? So that means... In, in The Independent, which is kind of like The Guardian, yeah. um, but it's independent. Um, <laughs> I don't know why that was funny either. No, I don't. <laughs> There's the 50 best jokes of the fringe, mm. and you're in there. Cool. Oh my god! I'm sorry if we broke that to you. Sorry. No, you have... I think I might. When did it come out? Like a month ago? Or... No, no like two days a couple ago. Of days ago. Really? Yeah. Do you have one of those things where your PR don't tell you what's going on? Is that why we've just told you that? I don't know. We'll talk at when we're not recording. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what joke it is? If I'm you... reading it right now. <laughs> <laughs> you want to say it? I like. I want to hear you say it. You want to hear me say it? Mm-hmm. Um, the best way to get the government to pay for your abortion in America is by sleeping with a married Republican. (laughs) You may not even want an abortion, but if one of those guys gets you pregnant, what's your drink? Google Jason Miller. He um, was a Republican. He was a Trump aide who uh, gave his girl mistress an abortion smoothie, and then he had to resign to spend time with the family. He didn't abort. (laughs) Oh, really? Abortion? Come on. I am sensitive about it too. I do believe life begins at forty, so I, <laughs> I get, I get your sensitivity. Um, James Barr also had a joke in the top fifty uh, best jokes of the fringe. Would you like to read mine? Congratulations, James. Thanks, Dan. Um, Congratulations, James. Thank you, Jenna. Uh, <laughs> Did I sound so? Yeah, sorry. <laughs> James, welcome to the club. <laughs> it does feel like an elitist club, though. I think it's like whoa. Why what? Like, oh my God, I'm like, my name is next to comedians. Mm, you that's, are a comedian. That's a lot, though. That's a new thing for me. Cool. Well, welcome. Thanks. <laughs> um, do you, you want to tell your joke? No, I you think want... you should do it. <laughs> but this, is, this is a win-win situation for me, because if nobody laughs, I'll just blame the joke. Great. <laughs> Hit it, Dan. It goes something like this. Jesus is definitely gay, because I've been to um, his house, and I've seen photos on the wall of him and his 12 friends having brunch. That's great. Thank you. Um, Guys, wake up. No one laughed. (laughs) You have to be there, guys. Maybe it's the delivery. Like, Maybe it's like, Jesus is definitely gay. (laughs) Because I've been to his house and I've seen pictures of he and his friends having brunch. Yeah. 12 friends. I think God is cool with gay people. I'm pretty sure Jesus is gay. Every time I go to church... There's pictures of him and his 12 hot friends on the wall having brunch. Yeah, that's the way to do it. Yeah. Right. Dan missed a couple of words. And I, and I just said pictures of him and his friends. We were like, what? <laughs> his 12 hot friends. His 12 hot friends. Yeah. Um, anyway, give it up for Dan and his terrible delivery. Yeah. Well, actually, on that, church. I, I basically said it the same as you because church. You missed out hot friends, 12 hot friends. Okay. Hot friends. Yeah, that's but the, the church is, God's, is his house, isn't it? So, yeah. And Jesus is. God's representative. You gotta say church because people are. Yeah, people wouldn't yeah, you know, necessarily get it. But these are British people, not Americans. So. What? Well, are you I'm not, kidding? I'm not offending her by the Half by of our that. audience are American. Are they? Really? Yeah. Uh, Why would you? Not, not in this room. No, then. but on the podcast. Yeah. Uh oh. You're gonna so edit that out, you douchebag. Dan always edits stuff out when he looks Damn. bad. <laughs> Like, well, and he'll you just don't. let me and hang myself. He'll let me hang myself, but leave all of his like take all of his shit out, so that you so don't look the... like a, a, a typical like straight guy. You want to look like woke and shit. So you're the enough. Jeff Epstein to your Trump. <laughs> I don't know who Jeff Epstein oh, is. Oh, the guy who they said hung himself. Sorry, that's. Oh. Well, let's cut that bit out. We'll cut that bit out too. Um... <laughs> How long until we don't have a President Trump anymore? 
So um, it'll, I mean, he's like a dictator, Trump, so he's <laughs> not even a president. But um, 2020 is going to be really important for us. It's going to be a really critical election, and we don't even know if it's a free and fair election. And both, they've tried to uh, enact policies to make the election secure with, like, paper ballots. Um, but the Republicans, uh, Mitch McConnell, who's, like, in charge, Speaker of the House. He's a cunt. Yeah. But cunt's not even a bad word, to be honest. Like, cunt is actually... I think cunt is a... I did My last show here was called American Cunt, so I have a special place for the word cunt in my heart. Um, anyway, but thank you for your support. Um, <laughs> Please give a huge round of applause to Jenna Friedman. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. Um, we're going to play a game now, yes. Dan. Am I gone? You can go or you can stay. It's up to you. Can I t- email you to edit some things out? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh my god, please do. Yeah, we'll just do this. You guys, it was so nice to be here. I'm, I'm such a fan of your podcast, and you guys were so welcoming and nice. And I'm gonna go to sleep now. (laughs) (laughs) And I wish you the best of luck in the rest of Fringe. And I wish all of you wonderful lives. (laughs) (laughs) Jenna, you're so wonderful. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much. DM me and we'll edit out the bits. <laughs> the second that Jenna said she was going, a girl just got up and left. So, oh. <laughs> bye. <laughs> that was a bit of a detour, um, but it was interesting. Yeah, you're telling me, especially I, the edited out bits. I learnt a lot. So anyway, back to metal. Uh, <laughs> it always comes back to metal. That's where we started the show. Slipknot number one album. First metal. <laughs> I really enjoyed that very quiet boo from the back row. First, first, first metal album to be number one. Since you knocked tw- off Ed Sheeran from the top spot. Knocked off and, Ed Sheeran from the top spot. And he is one of my ginger community friends. <laughs> so obviously I'm a little bit upset about that. Um, Corey Taylor is the singer from Slipknot. He's also ginger. Oh, fine. So uh, there you up. go. Anyway, I want to celebrate the fact that Slipknot are number one in the album chart. Uh, they haven't been number one in the album chart for 18 years. First metal album since 2015. No one cares. <laughs> At least one person cares in this audience. Who's possibly two. Right? Can we? Who are my friends who like metal? <laughs> Hello to you. So I want to play a game, basically, uh, to celebrate the fact that they're not a number one. Um, I want to test your knowledge of. Uh, the the biggest metal band in the world right now. Okay. Uh, in a game that I've called Slipknot or not. Slipknot or not. I'm going to play you some audio, yeah, uh, and you're going to tell me is it Slipknot or not? And what is it if it's not Slipknot? Is it porn? Because we've done corn. <laughs> we've played a game called Corn or Porn before. Corn are a metal band, and porn obviously rhymes with corn. But I guess Slipknot or porn doesn't rhyme. That's pretty much the gist right. of it. Yeah. Okay. So you guys are going to help me if it's. We'll find out if it's Slipknot or not. Yes. Okay. Okay. Here we go. Round one. Slipknot or not? <laughs> oh. <laughs> That sounds like porn to me. So I'm going to say that's not. What do you guys think in the crowd? Slipknot or not? No. Okay, so is it Slipknot or not? Uh, let's find out. Slipknot or not? <laughs> it's a clip from a porn film called The, uh, the Da Vinci Load. <laughs> the Da Vinci Load. <laughs> the Da Vinci Load, yeah. That is disgusting. That's, that's, that's the... the truth comes out Yeah, is the tagline of that movie. 
seminal, seminal work, I believe. <laughs> I believe. By the way, our friend Michael helps us with this show. He, he loves a porn film pun. Uh, he runs a night. <laughs> he gives you the title of a film, like The Da Vinci Code, and you've got to guess what the porn version is. I can imagine I'm that one. I'm obsessed with is this. Is that coming soon to Again and On Gay? <laughs> Definitely coming soon. That's coming soon to tomorrow night. Yeah. Again and On Gay Live. <laughs> Can't we just play Monopoly? <laughs> Next one, Slipknot or not? Is this round two? Not. Well done, this is not Slipknot. This is, <laughs> <laughs> this is silence. Um... Okay. Uh, I'm going to guess that that... Well, I can't, what, what do you think? Slipknot. You think it's Slipknot? Why do you all think it's Slipknot? But is it a trick? It could be a trick. You know what, babes? You're totally right. Is it a trick? <laughs> it does sound quite processed. <sighs> I'm going to go Well, with, I mean, what does that mean? Well, as in, like, it sounds... It doesn't... Like, porn's not professional. I don't think they're worrying about the sound, are they? Well, in a, in a film of such quality as The Da Vinci Load, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to say... I'm going to say that it's Slipknot. What are you guys saying, Slipknot? Yeah. All right, let's find out. Slipknot or not? I know why Judas wept, motherfucker! <laughs> So, Slipknot. <laughs> and finally, last one. Round three of Slipknot or not. <sighs> oh, that's really difficult. Um, what do you think? You think, you think it's Slipknot? Do you really think it's Slipknot? Can we hear it again? <sighs> I, I'm going to say... I'm going to say that it's... It doesn't really sound like porn. Because it kind of sounds like someone's just like, who's had enough. It sounds like... <laughs> so, someone... I imagined that's probably more Slipknot than it is porn. Interesting so I'm going to go, I think I'm going to say it's Slipknot. Do you, do you agree? Slipknot? Yeah. All right, we're going for Slipknot. Um, the answer, actually, this is a trick question. Uh, it's not Slipknot. It's actually James Barr. <gasps> I don't look like Macklemore. <laughs> He does look like Macklemore. That's our show. Thanks so much for coming. Um, Not all ginger people look the same, Dan. We're here every night at the Fringe. Thanks so much for coming. You guys have been the best crowd we've had so far. We've only done two shows. Thank you so much for being here. Um, We'll see you tomorrow with comedian Richard Gadd and American singer-songwriter and hilarious impressionist Christina Bianco. Yes, we are here every night, 10.25. Come as many times as you like, like James does. Um, (laughs) Just go home. Go home. I'm I'm going. All right, have a lovely evening. Look after yourselves. Thank you. Find us on your socials at Gay Non Gay. Listen at GayNonGay.com or just search Non Gay at your fave pod app.